So Tuesday. When you think of Jennifer Gardner, which of her movies comes to mind for you? Now, be honest. Okay, for me, 13 going on 30, (laughs) hands down. And then, of course, our years of Alias. Aha, okay. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because in this review, we're talking about her latest action film, Peppermint, and she's getting back to her roots with some badass butt kicking. I'm Kaylee, she's Tuesday, and you are listening to Whiskey and Popcorn. From the same crew who gave us movies like Taken, Peppermint follows a similar premises as the Liam Neeson movies did. It's a revenge story chock full of drama and action. And actually, we have a trailer that sums it up. Who's my girl? My girl has love in her heart and snow in her eyes. And peppermint in her blood. Happy birthday, kiddo. Mrs. Norris? I'm very sorry for your loss. We have three suspects in custody, but they're all linked to the Garcia cartel. No witnesses have been willing to step up. These cartels are no joke. They've got everyone in their pockets. You've been through a terrible tragedy. Maybe you didn't see what you think you saw. That's him. Maybe you've made a mistake. Number three. Number five. Number four. They did it. Is it possible that your recollection isn't what you thought it was? The evidence is insufficient to hold the defendants over for trial. You think that you're going to have justice? Make them all pay. So you heard there, Jennifer Garner is Riley North. She's a loving mother and a wife and really like the picture-perfect, hardworking mom. When her husband and daughter are killed at a Christmas fair in a drive-by shooting, Riley finds herself as the lone survivor. And then the L.A. legal system fails her, and she's marked as mentally unstable. She escapes before they can send her to the psych ward and really disappears off the grid for about five years. During that time, we're led to believe that she picked up some lethal skills, which include things like mixed martial arts and a very uh, intimate familiarity with military-grade weapons. And she essentially becomes this murder machine who's desensitized to violence and pain. She returns to L.A. and begins picking off the members of that Mexican gang who are responsible for killing her family. And she also goes after the corrupt officials who allowed the gang to walk free. You know, this movie really plays with the question of, is Riley North an avenging vigilante righting wrongs, or is she just as bad as the gang members with her own gruesome killings? So I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about this film, the very kind of mixed feelings. But I want to start off by discussing what actually worked in this film. So Tuesday, what did you actually like? Sure. Uh, You know, I I liked it on the surface. Revenge movies always have this nice, like, bittersweet feeling. You and the whole audience are rooting for them. And, you know, plus it's, it's actually been a while for her in this kind of role. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm glad you actually kind of 
brought that up. As we sort of talked about at the beginning, Jennifer Garner used to do action films. I mean, who can forget Alias? But it's been 10 years. So there's actually, you know, probably a whole generation that is not familiar with her being uh, able to tote a gun and pick a fight. And she actually explains why she picked up this role and wanted to get back into action. And we have a clip from her interview with SDX Studios about uh, why she decided to choose this role. I was super excited the first time I read um, the, the, the script for Peppermint because it's an original story. It's not based on anything, and that just doesn't happen anymore. And there's a strong woman at the middle. And I felt like for a long time that, you know, I did action a long time ago, obviously, but I, I haven't done it in so long, and I felt like it's a little bit of a missed opportunity because what would you fight for more than your family? And I've never gotten the chance to play that kind of visceral need to defend or protect or, you know, take care of someone in your family. So you can hear there that this was a role that excited her, that she kind of lamented not doing these types of action roles for so long. So I'm kind of interested to see if this means we'll see more of the Jennifer Gardner action hero type or or even anti-hero because I feel like for her role in this film she really was you know she was going after murdering bad people but she was still murdering people I mean taking them out in pretty gruesome ways so she's more of a the anti-hero uh, but it, it was great to see her back in this really rough, tough, take-no-prisoners type of role. You know, she is a super versatile actor. She can rock rom-coms, dramas, and we've had plenty of years watching her as Alias. And this isn't always the case when, you know, directors and producers are looking at fitting the right actor in a role. But, you know, I'm surprised that Marvel or some of those other like DC haven't really picked her up because she would be an awesome superhero. Well, you know, she actually did play Elektra years ago, which bombed terribly. Critics hated it. I remember seeing that when I was fairly young. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And I liked Elektra. But, you know, I was a young teenager, maybe even preteen. Yeah, we were young. And I really liked her because this was, you know, in a time before superhero movies were really a big deal like they are now. And this was really early in the fact that, you know, there were almost no female superhero movies at all. But there was Elektra and then there was Catwoman with Halle Berry. And, uh, you know, critics ripped those apart. And And I think in a way, because those movies did so bad at the box office is part of the reason why we haven't seen many really any female-led superhero movies in this new generation of superhero movies. But that's probably a conversation for a whole nother podcast right there. Well, and luckily, Wonder Woman really took the cake. So hopefully we the tides are turning on that. But I also know that you and I didn't love everything about the movie. So what do you got? <sighs> yeah. Um, so, okay. First of all, this movie... I don't think it would have stood up without Jennifer Gardner. It this the story itself, the plot line is just very typical of a revenge story. Family members are killed, the parent or the survivor, you know, goes off on a rampage to avenge the deaths and tie it up with a bow more or less at the end of the movie. Justice is served essentially. I just feel like the movie itself, the story itself was flat. Now, 
I was conflicted because I found myself cheering for her, but I think I was cheering for Jennifer Gardner, not Riley North, her character. Um, I was very uncomfortable with the fact that I was like, yeah, get those bad guys because and I think we'll d- dig into this a little bit later, but the fact that the bad guys were stereotypical Mexican gang members, which I had a huge issue with. Now, I, I can agree. After watching it, you know, and sitting in the theater, I really had to ask myself, did I like the movie or was it just that it was another like badass female who was our lead character? Which, don't get me wrong, it's a trend that I've loved seeing over this last year, but was I, like you said, rooting on Jennifer, or was I rooting on if it was a Liam Neeson or if it was a John Wick? And I, too, can handle a lot. Uh, I've watched plenty of thrillers, but this film was pretty savage. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Which, if I recall, is also the case with John Wick. So... It wasn't out of the realm of what they do, but there's some pretty close-up shots that um, even surprised me. Did did you have any opinion on any of the other acting or the characters that kind of surrounded Riley? Well, I think they each held their own well enough. I will say that the girl who played the daughter, Carly North, her name is... Uh, Kaylee Fleming, if I'm actually reading that correct. She was really cute and really adorable, and she hit the nail on the head for her role because you want to feel devastated that she is gunned down. I just feel like Jennifer Garner was leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else in this film. They just couldn't really compete. Not to mention the other characters did not get equal amounts of screen time as her anyways. Not even close. No, it... I have to agree. I don't think anyone really stood out to me. But one thing I would like to mention, I liked this steady silence from Garner, which is super odd for me because action movies have to have some like great dialogue to really get me through and a really strong plot line. But there's almost this like nice ambiance with the fact that like Riley doesn't really have to explain herself when she's doing it and she lets her actions speak for themselves. And it was actually very nice because I think enough people around her did the talking and it was almost that perseverance and strength that she had built up over the last five years when we weren't around her where she no longer felt like she needed to explain why she was doing things. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a testament to the director, Pierre Morel, who did Taken. He was the director for Taken. Um, and also he did District 13 and From Paris with Love. So these really like gritty action films are his forte. And he's also French. So I think that kind of you could kind of see maybe an undertow of a little bit of the European element in here, letting the story roll out without the characters talking all the time. Um, Yeah, I didn't even know he was French. There is something we haven't mentioned much about yet, but we have to. Why do we have to continue with, like, the violent, stereotypical Latin gang member? This is my biggest beef with the whole movie. It turned my stomach when I watched the trailer, and so I kind of went in gritting my teeth about this. I feel like it's a very lazy, uh, stereotypical cliche that was very poorly chosen in today's climate. And also a tired trope 
it's a very tired trope. Why does it have to be a Mexican gang? Why couldn't it have been some, you know, Swedish gang that happened to pop up? Or the IRA? Yeah, there's been movies recently where the IRA are the bad guys. Like, or why couldn't it have been a gang of white guys? Like, why does it have to be the Mexicans? And I just feel like this is pigeonholing those actors who are probably losing out on opportunities to do other types of films. Uh, they're just getting cast type to play gang members because they look a certain way, they can speak a certain way, which is completely unfair. But then you think about today's climate and the whole our immigration policies and all the hatred towards anybody who's a foreigner and an alien, particularly coming up from south of the border, this is this is really problematic. And I do understand the film is set in L.A. and there's a large Latino population in L.A., but I still feel like that was lazy on Pierre's, the director's part, to put this in. I like that you use the word lazy because, you know, we can say, oh, it was racist or it's typecasting, but really it could just be laziness <laughs> and that's the most predictable thing, right? So we're going to do it that way. But that was hard for me as well. I didn't go in knowing necessarily, minus the fact that you kind of see the drive-by a little bit in the preview. Uh, I hadn't really delved deep into that and maybe it's literally the fact that it's just typical. Mm -hmm. So we expect it. But it's definitely worth noting while you watch it. Yeah, and I think, you know, that might be a big turnoff for some audience members who may not want to go see this movie, and I think that's valid. For as much as I love Jennifer Gardner and I want to see her succeed in her films, um, this this laziness of having the Mexican gang is just bothersome. It's tough. Hopefully we'll see some uh, gentrification in evil people in the future. <laughs> Uh, some diversity of evil people <laughs> going into places that we don't expect. Um, yes, that would that would be great. But I think to wrap up this review, for me, mixed reactions. Like I said, for what it is, it's it's a standard revenge action film drama. But Jennifer Garner is what makes it worth watching. But like I said, very uncomfortable with the certain aspects of it. Yeah, if this is your type of movie, go. Everyone else who wants to try it out, go on $5 day. <laughs> so that is it for this review. Be sure to check us out online. We have our feature review up on the breakdown of who film critics are. Just who are these people? Are they all white women? Or are they all white men? Are there any people of color? So we have that up on the website and a link to the USC report that actually looked into this very topic. And be sure to subscribe to us. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And as always, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for Whiskey and Popcorn. Thanks for listening. Bye.